Each episode of Education with an Edge is meant to create, cultivate, and inspire honest discussion about issues affecting youth. Hosted by author, artist, educator, advocate, and speaker, Jaquel Lane. Hello and welcome. This is Jaquel Lane, and this is Education with an Edge, the podcast that is all things to do with youth and community because we know one thing, and that's that every child matters. We are so very honored to have back in the studio. She was my very first guest, and I'm so very grateful. She's also my mother, Janine Lane, and head of McConaughey Discovery Center. And we often hear people talk about IQ, Janine, but you have a very interesting program that um, and a topic that we are going to be discussing today, which is actually EQ or emotional intelligence. So can you please tell us a little bit uh, what it, what is emotional intelligence, first of all, and why is it important? Thank you so very much for having me. I'm excited to talk about this curriculum and this program, and I'm extremely involved in it. It's been around for a very long time, and it is the best one available. I want to start with, absolutely, I'd like to talk about that. Emotional intelligence, or EQ, as we refer to it, describes the ability to understand one's own feelings. It provides great insight on how emotions influence motivation and behavior. EQ is indefinitely, it's, it's, it's understanding and definitely comprehending the self-management and self-awareness and how our emotions affect all of that. So let's elaborate a little bit on that, Janine. What is the largest difference between IQ, which is what we hear so much about, and then EQ? This is interesting to do a comparability study on these two because I just mentioned that EQ is about the self-management, the self-awareness, how our emotions affect everything. So keep in mind that IQ stands for intelligence quotient. So in doing IQ, it's a measure of a person's ability to reason. So your ability to reason is a gauge to see how well we can can store information, how our memory works, that we use the the, um, logic to answer questions. Um, It refers to short and long-term memory It's comprehending and processing facts and then being able to give an answer back. For example, the IQ is used on standardized tests. Um, The other thing is we have a very finite specific number. The average IQ of the average person is 100. There's a range. It can be a little more or less. It's very tangible, very easy to measure. It's the math. It's the English, it's the writing, it's that type of thing, where EQ is the emotions, the self-management, the self-awareness. Very interesting. So why would you say that EQ is so important? This is crucial information. I am so grateful that you asked that question. If there is one takeaway that I want everybody to have, this is it. The Carnegie Foundation over 100 years ago did this research project, and they have continued to modify it and redo it. It still holds true today. 85% of our success in life is contingent on our EQ. 
15% is contingent on our IQ. I think that is extremely relative information. Absolutely. When you think about in terms of being people smart or book smart and how that equates, I mean, that's kind of a layman's terms for um, for describing it, but that's so very interesting. So how do you delineate between soft skills and hard skills? You know, I do want to answer that because there is a very specific um, difference in the two. And the first thing on the hard skills or the IQ or the tangible, they're easy to measure. It's writing. It's math. It's the ability to use computer programs. It's all of that type of thing, to digest information, to read, to then write it down and remember it, write down exactly what you read. The soft skills are, you know, they're everything from interpersonal assertion to self-esteem to drive strength motivation, to decision-making, how we manage our time. It's time management. It's the commitment ethic. When we commit to do something, having the integrity and the ethics to follow through, it's stress management. And this is my most important one. It's about physical wellness. It's understanding that if we're physically well, that then we're emotionally well and everything, everything follows suit after that. I think it's interesting as teachers, you know, we oftentimes talk about that we're shifting gears into applicable or practical information from just regurgitation. So a lot of, you know, we've had kind of a long history of that's how even tests were designed was just to regurgitate information. You listen to the teacher, you take notes and you regurgitate it. But how do you really apply it to real life and make that work? Right. You know, one thing, I'm, I'm so glad that you brought that up because one thing that I often think of, there isn't one of us who doesn't remember walking out of the classroom and it could have been a professor, it could be in high school, it could be in junior high, and we're walking out of the classroom and you look at your friend and you say, I'm not sure I understood anything he said. And somebody says, well, it's because he's so smart, he's just above us all. That's great. I'll bet his IQ is good. But the fact remains that our communication skills and our ability to present an idea makes us an educator. And that is going to take the soft skills, communication, body language, all of those things versus I just have a a high IQ. Absolutely. Uh, So is there a correlation between... uh, emotional intelligence, and the impact of student retention and GPA? I am, I am pleased that you ask that because I do have some very specific statistics. Um, just like, again, I, I'm going to keep going back, but 85% of our success in life is dependent on our EQ, 15% on our IQ. The student retention, these, these research projects have been done over and over. Given the success profiler, which is just one of the curriculums, one of the portions of the Conover system of the emotional intelligence and those soft skills, if the students were given the success profiler, which remember is empathy, motivation, self-esteem, commitment, interpersonal awareness, decision-making, if they were giving that 92% versus 60% in the first quarter of illustrated better retention, 
In the second quarter, 80% versus 40%. Keep in mind, the 80% were given the success profiler curriculum, 40% were not. By the third quarter, 78% were still retaining versus 30%. So on people who did not get it, students, it went from 60, 40, 30. And the ones who were given success profiler to retain information, it went from 92 to 80 to 78. One study shows an increase in the grade point average, the GPA, from 1.79 to 2.79 by adding just the success profiler. So we're very much able to see that that's a whole point in a GPA, which is massive. Is there a connection between EQ and high school scores plus high school academic achievement? Yes, there is. Um, This is a significant correlation between the high school scores. In 10 out of 11 of the students, emotional intelligence um, improved their academic achievement. That is a very tangible, measurable thing to do. And keep in mind, we can't improve anything, people, if we do not, Jaquel, if we do not know how to measure it in some way. The other thing that I think is very, very important to keep in mind, we are born with an IQ And that IQ number remains the same to the day we die. EQ can be developed every second of every day until you die. How interesting. And many people, not you, you've mentioned it a couple times, but I think we need to go over it for our audience. So what is the success profiler? Is that a program that high schools can implement or that people can implement? Absolutely. Each of the programs, there's a tiered process There's personal responsibility, which is managing goal achievement. That's personal responsibility, self-control, self-management, achievement drive, goal setting, values congruence. Then there's the success profile. It's motivation, self-esteem, empathy, decision-making, commitment, interpersonal awareness. We have everything from workplace readiness there, think in terms that the Conover program is a whole curriculum, just like math has different chapters or literature has different things that you learn. So you can definitely set up lesson plans and there is a process and um, it's all extremely user-friendly and I can get into that a little bit later, but it is an entire curriculum and it's massive. It's massive and very user-friendly. I think that that would be wonderful. I teach middle schoolers, and it's never too early to get them to start thinking about career readiness or what they might potentially like to do, and also really honing those coping skills and social skills that sometimes aren't quite as developed at that age. Please discuss the success profiler and the impact self-esteem and other programs have on students in connection with their success. So as we all know... When we're discussing, I'm going to put right at the top self-esteem. I have oftentimes said in in my experience, my seasoned many years experience with at-risk youth and alternative education, that if they had an appropriate, healthy amount of self-esteem, some of the other issues would just go away. So think in terms of um, the success profiler being about, here again, self-awareness, the emotions, the self-esteem, then the leadership ability, the time management ability, the stress management ability, the physical wellness, the, the all of the things from empathy to everything, 
that wraps under that self-esteem. You know, bullying is such an important issue to me, and I discussed candidly about the fact that I went through bullying in my life and that being a teacher that I have lost children who to bullying, uh, actually to suicide precipitated by bullying. And the facts are that in the state of Nebraska, a child loses their life every 36 hours. And so I, I wrote a book from bully to bestie for counselors to use and for middle schools and high schools to use that was in child's language, elementary schools to use, that was in a kid's language. It's a pretty simplistic book, but just to give them uh, a reference of something to talk about these big feelings that they were feeling. And oftentimes the child that's doing the bullying is the most, is hurting the most, is the one that's that's in the most pain. So how does this curriculum address this issue? Jaquel, first of all, I do want to take time as a professional first and then as your mother to congratulate you on that book. It's going to help so many students. In my opinion, I think that we have all at some point in our life, be it in the workplace, people don't don't think of it in terms, but as adults in the workplace, being bullied, being ostracized, being talked over, being disregarded. Um, social skills definitely come into this emotional intelligence. There are people that are simply don't have those social abilities. So politeness is not something they're exhibiting. It's very, very important. I thank you for doing that because it will help so many young people. It's very real and it's very damaging. So let's address that with the social emotional learning and all of those things that go on. Keep in mind that it's anger management you know, and it's workplace readiness, it's bullying prevent, prevention, it's goal achievement, it's all of those things, and it's social-emotional learning. So what we need to think in terms of here again, in layman's terms, or what years ago we used to say, just the social skills, just the golden rules to treat others um, with respect and things. It's very interesting because Obviously, it's important or it wouldn't be an entire curriculum in this program. It's bullying prevention. Keep this in mind and let's, let's let it resonate. When personal needs are not being met outside of the workplace or the environment, bullying exists. So this, this curriculum not only addresses the person being bullied, but the person who is bullying, and you are absolutely Right. Remember, when personal needs are not being met outside, then bullying exists. Thank you. What is the importance of workplace readiness, do you think, especially with our youth? So I, I am going to refer to, to a bunch of things that we want to talk about. When we're talking about workplace, there are many, many. It's, it's amazing because many businesses are now saying they need help with this. They need the workplace readiness. They need all of that. And in that workplace readiness curriculum, they're addressing everything. And, and we know it. We take it for granted. But it's everything from on the workplace readiness, whether it's teamwork competencies, um, the soft skills. Here again, the soft skills competencies. You don't, th- those days are over. When you're on the job site, you no longer tell someone they can't sit at the desk beside you. You shouldn't have ever done that, but there has to be collaboration. There has to be teamwork. There has to be great communication skills. There has to be the ability to to listen to someone else's ideas and concepts, and that's that's massive. That's part of it. 
And there are many, many places that are, I mean, it's everything from communication, planning and organizing, critical thinking, um, professionalism, you know, being a professional about things. And attitude is number one. And so it's crucial that, that we give these youth this so that they can, they can get a job. Now, we are in a season right now of lots of online learning, and, and some schools are going back and some schools aren't, but some parents are choosing to homeschool their children in this season. How efficient is the deliverability of the emotional intelligence curriculum? Because I can see this being something really beneficial for those people. Jaquel, I have been a part of this program for literally 30-some years, um, and I will tell you this is one of the best. The deliverability and the assessing tool is magnificent. So keep in mind, we think our youth think in megabytes of RAM, quick and fast. There's 1,000-plus short video scenarios. There's no reading required. It's full audio capabilities. It's self-paced, user-directed learning, no installation, no setup required, accessible on computers and mobile devices on your smartphones. It's comprehensive reporting options, and it does not alter any more extra work for any teacher, instructor, anything. It is the most user-friendly, very, very technologically advanced program. Thank you so much, Janine, for being with us here today. If you are interested, either you are homeschooling your children, you're a school district, you're a counselor, or you want to implement this type of program with your employees, please contact Janine at jlane at mdcenters. That's jlane at mdcenters.net. And once again, she is CEO of McConaughey Discovery Center, and once again, that is www.maconahaymcconcoverydiscoverydiscoverycenter.com. We're so very grateful that you were able to spend this time with us, Janine. She's an advocate. She is definitely a proponent of children and youth and families, and it's always a joy and a pleasure. Thank you so much. And this is Jaquel Lane signing off with Education with an Edge, the podcast that is dedicated to youth, community, and families because we know in our hearts that every child matters. Have a great day. If you have a question or just want to learn more, go to JaquelLane.com. Thanks for listening to Education with an Edge. A Parkville Media Production.